Welcome to the Working Women's Channel. My name is Clara Capano, and we're gonna share the real secrets to success. Come on in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We have another episode of the Working Women Channel, where we talk all about how we as professional women can create success and do it all on our terms. And I am so excited for my guest today. We have Stevie Dawn, who is a professional speaker, corporate trainer, a friend of mine, and she is just blowing the doors off of so many preconceived notions and really helping everyone just sort of level up in their world when it comes to success. So Stevie Dawn, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. So happy to be here and always nice, right? When we get to do these kinds of things with people that we already kind of know, yeah. right? Because then you're not having this like weirdness about it. Like you and I have done this a million times. Exactly. Now we're just recording it. And, and it's now we so just get to kind of talk as friends and, uh, you know, I think uh, we're going to get to all your little shark infested waters behind you sure. because um, you're not a marine biologist or anything. <laughs> but uh, again, you've done some great things. So what I want to do um, first is one, just kind of ask you to maybe just briefly introduce yourself to the crowd so everyone knows who you are. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Stevie Don Carter. I live in Mansfield, Texas. So for those of you that don't have any idea where that is, it's just south of Fort Worth. That's really what we claim is it's Fort Worth. Um, I have been a professional speaker and corporate trainer for the last eight years. Uh, prior to that, I worked in higher education for a while. And prior to that, really, my first career was as a dancer. I was a professional dancer for 20 years. And um, through all kinds of obstacles and journeys and paths, mm -hmm. I ended up here. And really now my work is centered around communication, leadership, and emotional intelligence, and just trying to help people have the best lives that they can, especially at work. Because yeah. we spend a lot of time at work, it might as well be a place we enjoy, right? Exactly. And I think many of us, unfortunately, have had those experiences where we don't enjoy it. And mm -hmm. to be able to be on the other side of it is just such a blessing. So absolutely. I love absolutely. it. And I think that's true for a lot of us. Yeah. So since we are using the show to talk about the fact that success is something that we can create on our own and that we have the ability to create it and define it by whatever it is we want to define it as. What I would love to do is ask you first, when you were a kid and you looked into the future, when you were a kid, how did you envision success? What was sort of, what did you think success was going to look like for you when you were younger? Yeah, absolutely. So I think if you asked me when I was, I don't know, under 10, I would tell you I was going to be a professional ballerina because I really thought uh, that was my life. And I think Success then for me, and this is kind of interesting because I feel like it's come full circle. So success then for me was a, a job that I loved, a career that I loved. I think as I went through life, like then if you asked me in my teenage years, mm -hmm. it was all about the money. Yeah. Right? It was, I need to make a certain amount of money. I want to do a certain amount of things. And I think that part, making money, was something that even when I did my dance career, I was focused on the money, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how do I make more? How do I get further? And I think that definition of success really carried me until my late thirties. I'm yeah. going to be honest. It was mm -hmm. all about the money, all about making money, all about climbing whatever ladder was in front of me. 
And even when I left dance, left corporate and was out on my own, I really still defined it as making money, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so and I I think interesting. it's an interesting question. Yeah. Whereas like, I know that now I'm probably a lot closer to defining it along the line of it's a job that I really love. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, I think it's always important that we we look at where we came from and, you know, that vision that we had when we were kids, because I think for many of us, you know, that's what we think. It's work, get the money, get the big house, you know, and all of that comes together. And then as we go through there, you know, as you worked and went through your journey in redefining success, which we'll talk about, you know, in a few minutes here, what were maybe some of the biggest lessons that you learned um, as you were in your corporate field and, again, starting to just really, again, lay the foundation for who you have become? You know, I think uh, one of the lessons I learned is that in the corporate world, more success usually means more responsibility. Mm -hmm. Right. And there was an element of money and responsibility went hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I learned as I went through my own journey as an employee and then as a leader was just this idea of, you know, leaders get paid more money than employees do, maybe. But um, they also have a lot more responsibility and some mm -hmm. handle it well and some don't handle right. it well. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I never really thought about those as being tied together when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So one of the biggest lessons I had to learn was if I wanted more money, I had to be okay with the more responsibility. Exactly. And there were definitely moments in my life where more responsibility was not what I needed in that exactly. moment. Exactly. And right? also sometimes more responsibility doesn't always mean more money. Right. And then how do I connect that? Right. Because I was like, well, I'm supposed to be leading and that's supposed to be giving me more money, but yet I'm not getting the more money, but you're asking me to lead. Right. So that's that other side of that coin. So I think that was definitely one of the lessons that I learned. And, and I think the other lesson then, which kind of ties along with that is, um, more money, more problems. Like there's, there's an element of, as I went up and made more money, I also found there was just so many more problems. And at a certain point, I started to have to ask myself, like, is this still fulfilling? Exactly. Right. It, I'm checking boxes, really but does it? that matter? Exactly. And that was, you know, a lot of what I went through is I looked and I'm like, I have all the boxes checked off, but I feel empty inside. And, you know, and I think that's, you know, one of the, the lessons that I've learned is, you know, what is it that's really going to fulfill you? Because again, the title, when you're young, you think it's the title, you think it's the prestige, you think it's the money, but then, you know, as you mature, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. Having the money is still great. I still love I'm having money. Sure. Um, I still love money. For I don't, sure. I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with anyway, it. But again, it's, it's finding that, you know, that dance in there. And then I would love to kind of hear, because you left the safety of a corporate job, and then ventured into the speaking world as an entrepreneur. You know, how did that transition go for you? And what were some of the changes you had to make in yourself, in your habits, in your mindset as you shifted from being in the corporate world to in the entrepreneurial world? Well, number one, this is not a five hour long podcast and you didn't send me wine. So um, we'll try and keep it uh, short and sweet and to the point. Um you know, I think one of the biggest challenges that every entrepreneur faces, and I know you and I have talked about this before, but just 
Um, rediscovering who you are as a human. Mm-hmm. I think the corporate world, for all its wonder and glory, and and I do think that it has wonderness and and glory in it. Um, it really does force you to fit in a box. Yeah, and it creates who you are. Right here, here's your personality when you're at work. Here's the people you hang out with. Here's the things that you do. And I think the the biggest change I had to make as soon as I left that was I had to figure out who I was mm-hmm. um, because I think I had been putting myself into the into the mask and into the box that corporate made me right. for so many years that once it was up to me, I was like, well, I don't even know what I want. Right. Like I um, so there's a movie and I reference it all the time in my training sessions. Uh, Runaway Bride. Mm-hmm. OK. Julia Roberts, Richard Gere. Great movie. Um, but, uh, one of the things that I think is so relatable to that movie is that every man she was with, she just ate her eggs. However, they ate their eggs Mm -hmm. and she didn't know how her, she liked her eggs. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is my life. Mm -hmm. Right. I spent decades, um, whether personally or professionally doing all these things for everybody else and doing whatever they did and saying, that must be what's good. That must be what I like. And then I finally reached a point in life where I'm like, no, I'm on my own and I get to make my own choices. Oh my gosh, how do I like my eggs? Exactly. Right? Because it's wonderful. It's like, oh, I'm in charge. And then it's also, holy crap, I'm in charge. I'm in charge, right? So I I think that was like the biggest thing for me was making that shift and realizing it is all on me and I do get to choose. And that was a little overwhelming. Um, And then I think you know, along with that, you said, you know, what of your habits? I, I think one of the biggest habits I've had to continue to work on as an entrepreneur is motivation. Because, you know, when somebody else told you be here and work from eight to five and do these things, great. I did it so that I got the paycheck. Mm-hmm. But now my paycheck is really dependent on how much work I want to put in that week. Mm-hmm. And there are weeks I just am lazy and I want to watch some Netflix and do nothing. Right. And that's okay. And I'm trying to give myself grace for that. But there's also an element of, okay, but now your paycheck revolves around you doing that. So where's your motivation? And so I really had to learn how to motivate myself, how to show up every day for myself, for nobody else but me. And that was actually a really big habit change that I had to make. Yeah. I think that's so true. And one of the things that I try to talk with a lot of entrepreneurs about is you have to look at your organization or, you know, what you do, even if it's only you and it's only an organization of one, you have to look at yourself both as the CEO and as the employee, because Mm -hmm. sometimes the employee, you know, gets a little lazy and it's slacking off. Exactly. So we have to have those checks and balances. Um, I do want to just ask a quick question. And again, I know we're not here for a lot of time um, talking, but you mentioned emotional intelligence and that's something that you focus on. And I really believe that that is one of the most critical workplace skills that people need to have, but not a lot of people understand it. So I was wondering, could you just maybe talk for just a little bit on what is emotional intelligence and what are you seeing as the benefit as to how it helps us in our our personal and professional lives? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that question. I always love talking about emotional I know, me too. Um, <laughs> so I think for, for me, the definition I use is it's a learned ability, number one, a learned ability to regulate your emotions and to interpret messages based on their emotions, 
Right. So for me, it's two twofold. I think there's a lot of emotional intelligence, which is regulating self. Right. So knowing when I'm having a bad day, it's probably not the time to fire off that angry email. Mm -hmm. Right. It's going to come off a little harsher, a little a little more brusque than it's supposed Mm -hmm. to be. And understanding my own emotions and understanding how I need to regulate those to make sure they don't impact the work in a negative way is really important. But I also think emotional intelligence is being able to take the communications that other people send us and try to really filter them through the way they meant it, maybe not how they said it. Yeah. And I think that takes emotional intelligence because you have to be able to think of your own emotions, think of their emotions in that moment and go, do I really think this person meant this this way? I think in the work world, we take a lot personally. Very much. And I also think in the work world, there's a lot of people who don't care enough about us personally to make it personal. Mm -hmm. So who's making it personal? We are. Right. Mm -hmm. And the biggest change in my own life that I have seen over all the decades, over all the work, you and I know we take a lot of classes. We do a lot of training. Right. We we got a lot of skill sets. The biggest shift I ever saw in my life was when I started practicing emotional intelligence on a daily basis with communication. Yeah. That is when my life shifted because I started to realize, you know, these people aren't out to get me. Mm -hmm. These people aren't mad at me. When they give me feedback about my work, it's not because I suck. Yeah. It's because, hey, could you just adjust this and it would be better? Sure, I can. That takes 10 seconds. That's not personal. Mm -hmm. But me prior to having emotional intelligence, I would have totally taken that as a personal attack and thought they hated me. And that can send you down a spiral of despair that nobody needs to be in. So I really think emotional intelligence is not only regulation, it's about interpretation. Mm -hmm. And then I also think it's really from a working perspective, it's about being able to take feedback and have these working relationships and have them be healthy Mm -hmm. and not unhealthy. Have them stay at the office and not bring them home. Right. Um, And I think personally, it's about being able to communicate better with your spouse, Mm -hmm. with your family because it really shifts how you think about conversations. And, and that's why I think it's so important for me. I, I agree. Cause I think again, it really, in my opinion, it connects us back with that human element that mm-hmm. so many of us are missing in the professional world. And mm-hmm. when we can, again, bring that in, cause no matter what we do, that human connection is still one of our basic human needs. And I just Absolutely. think it helps us. And again, when you're talking about that interpretation, it really, again, allows us to sort of step back and get a view so we could do better, better critical thinking, you know, yeah. better responses, better communication, which is really at the heart of building trust and delivering value. So, Absolutely. I, and know, I think that works with our clients, that works with our customers, that works with our coworkers, that works with our supervisors, and that works with our spouse. Like exactly. it works all the way all around. All over. Yeah. And and that's why I think it's such an important skill and something I work on so often. Yeah, I love it. Fantastic. Thanks for going into that. Of course. Um, so when you're, you know, kind of looking at, you know, everything you're doing, again, you've accomplished, you know, so much. What is something that you would say, you know, kind of if you could look at the highlight reel of your life, you know, what are some of the things you are most proud of? It could be personal or professional. Gosh, most proud of. I think, you know, one of the things I am really proud of myself for is finishing my doctorate degree. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was something that 
you know, it's a five-year process and the year I started it, I knew why I was doing it and I knew what I wanted. But by the end, I really could have quit and been okay. Like mm -hmm. it no longer felt like it served me. And I'm so glad I stuck it out. Yeah. Um, I'm really proud of that because it was a tough time to stick things out for me personally. Mm -hmm. And so it just really made me feel like I did this for me, right? Because at that point, it was no longer for anybody else. It was no longer for the job. Mm -hmm. I, I finished it for me. And, and I really am proud of that. I'm proud of that moment. Mm -hmm. um, actually, I would say something I'm super proud of, and other people find this really silly. So I have, I do have a shark thing, which you can see uh, mm -hmm. behind me. I have a love of sharks, but I didn't start there. I started with an irrational fear of sharks. Mm -hmm. And the day that I actually went swimming with sharks for the first time and faced that fear, I am really proud that I did that yeah. um, because I think it taught me not only that sharks are amazing and then I became in love with them, mm -hmm. right? Um, but it really taught me that, you know, facing your fear really is a thing and, and it changes pieces of you that I don't think have anything to do with the fear. Exactly. I think it gives you confidence. I think it gives you security. I think it gives you a sense of self. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really proud that I did that. And I mean, we went and swam with nurse sharks on a tourist attraction in Mexico. There was nothing dangerous about this. There was nothing, right? There was no reason it should be as terrifying as it was. Right. But the fact that I did it, I'm really proud. And that forced me to think I can face other fears. Yeah. And that's what I love about it is, again, when you do this, again, and starting even on these small levels, you do get a sense of pride and you're like, okay, but then when you really do something big like that, um, yeah. I know one of the biggest things that I did was again, traveling to Indonesia on my own, you know, in my, in my 20s. And, you know, it's not that I was deathly afraid of that, but coming back, I was like, I did that. You did that. You no, know? mm -hmm. I did it. And it made me feel like I can, I can go anywhere. I can go and have dinner by myself. And, Absolutely. you know, and again, so I think that's part it of the beauty. Mental proof, right? We talk about in um, human development, we talk about our need for our brains to have mental proof yeah. for us to be able to do something new, right? And so every time you give your brain that mental proof that you can do one thing, what you've just told your brain is, well, so I could probably also do two things. Yeah. So I could probably also do three things, which is exactly what you're saying, right? I came home from one trip saying, oh, look what I did. I can do that. But now I can also go to the movies. Now I can also go to dinner. Now I can plan my next trip. Yep. Right. And now your brain has proof, which from an emotional intelligence standpoint means you'll feel like you can do it because exactly. your brain has the proof it needs. So I think that's so amazing. Yeah. I love it. Fantastic. So, you know, you've checked off a lot of boxes, you're accomplishing things, but we know that you are nowhere near the end of your journey to success. So what's next for Stevie? What's next for Stevie? Well, um, in, in the emotional intelligence space, I have spent eight years talking about emotional intelligence, but I've never kind of tried to put everything into one thing. Um, I've always been like, oh, let me talk about it over here. Oh, let me be over here. You know, and I've told many, many people I could probably talk about it for, you know, 18 days. But what I have decided to do this year is to actually certify people as emotionally intelligent communicators. Love it. Because I think that is something that we need in corporate. I think that is something we need personally. And so I took all this knowledge and tried to 
whittle it down to the most useful parts, but also the most non-theoretical parts, the most tangible, actionable, strategic things that people can do. So I'm really excited about that. We are having our first one in July. Um, so I, and we're going to do sessions every single month and just, I'm excited to certify people that they will now know how to communicate mm -hmm. using emotional intelligence. And I think the impact that has, even if I certify two people this year, right. the amount of people they will then communicate with, I feel like that's scaling my impact and yeah. that to me is where it's all at. Right. Yeah. So I'm super excited about that program. Um, that we're launching. And I think that's really what's next for me. That's my major focus this year and just trying to make it as good and amazing and impactful as I possibly can. That is fantastic. And we are going to be sure to put all of the links to find out more about you, your courses, everything you offer in the show notes. But just if you can have just one platform, what's the best place people can find you? Uh, best place to find me is always Instagram. I spend way too much time there. So it's at Dr. Stevie Dawn. And um, yeah, you can find everything from there. And I'm on there way too often. So please reach out to me so I can be on there more and call it call it work. <laughs> I love it. So one last question and pulling all of this together. You know, I asked you when you were younger, how you define success. And you've already alluded to this. But now as you're sitting here where you are today, what is your definition of success today? Yeah, so I redefine my success every year because I think every year we change and what we love and what we want and all the things. And so I will tell you, I always write it on a sticky note, post on my little bulletin board, which is right over there atop my camera. Um, I can tell you that what success looks like for Stevie Don right now today is a job that I love, enjoy every day. And that that is what I'm working towards. So I've got the job that I love part. I try and focus on always loving it, even through the bad times, just like a good relationship. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, think, love. I think it's important to acknowledge that not every day is rainbow and unicorns. You got to look at the whole picture. You got to look at the whole picture, right? The average has to be good. But then I also really see success now as joy as happiness. How happy am I? Mm -hmm. And I've learned that that's not always a monetary amount. Yeah. That's not always a client amount or a certain place on vacation. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's the little things like, hey, today it, a beautiful rainstorm just started outside my window and I get to have lunch with a friend today at my house where we're going to make mac and cheese. And I'm like, you know what? That is joy. And so today, Claire, today I am successful. Today. Yep. I love right it. Now. Fabulous. <laughs> So, you know, Stevie, thank you so much. You know, when we were able to meet through our networking group, you know, obviously I was getting to see you, you know, in action and you truly are amazing at your craft of being able to speak. And I think that's because you come from the heart and what you speak is truth. Um, what you speak is simple, relatable to all people. And again, you can just see your passion come through in everything you do. So there is no doubt in my mind that you are going to be able to continue to impact and change lives, you know, with the people that you touch each and every day. And I love your concept of living each day with joy because we have to start lighting ourselves up on the inside and have that start resonating. So thank you for spending time with me today and sharing your wisdom, your thoughts, your humor, everything with us. Well, thank you. It was my honor, really. Awesome. And thanks all of you for watching again. We're talking a lot about 
redefining success and knowing that you don't have to fit in somebody else's box. You get to create success all on your terms. So don't forget to take 30 seconds to like, comment, and rate the show so we can continue to impact lives around the globe. And I will see you next time. I'm Clara Capano, your host for the Working Women Channel. 